0: Well, hey there, everybody, and welcome to the Rate the Record podcast, Episode 5. But this isn't your typical everyday Episode 5 that you would come across in other podcasts. No, no. This is a massive, super huge, gigantic Episode 5 because it is a doubleheader this week.
1: Mm-hmm. 5B this time. Yes,
0: we are on 5B right now. Uh, so you, this is, uh, yes, Rate the Record podcast. And you're joined by your hosts, Chris and... Savannah. Exactly, that's us, hello So, uh, if you have returned to this podcast, especially coming back from 5A, since that was released like you know, earlier this morning yes. uh, Welcome back to the podcast, glad you're here, and we hope that you enjoy this one as well But, if you haven't been here before, let's run this down real quick for you First off, hello, welcome, we hope you enjoy your stay uh, but yeah, for the podcast, each week Savannah and I choose an album, uh, either completely at random, our own choice, special anniversary edition <laughs> albums, Wink Nudge again. Again, if you're coming from the Nirvana episode, you already know. <laughs> or <laughs> you already know what it is, too, so. Yeah, the title's there. We already <laughs> spoiled it for you. And also Viewer's Choice. We do Viewer's Choice as well, so keep that in mind. Yes. We go through the album in depth. We rank the songs. And finally, the title track, Rate the Record. And this one uh, is a very long album today. Uh, So 5A, if you didn't know, just in case, there is two parts, and I'm going to explain that in a moment. 5A, of course, was Nirvana's Nevermind. And this one's 5B, The Red Hot Chili Peppers, Blood Sugar, Sex Magic. Uh, So the reason why there's two episodes today is because, first off, September 24th is a giant anniversary day. I, I know Soundgarden's there, too, but we didn't get around to doing that. But these two albums are are so big in these bands discography so important and influential that it was hard to pick one over the other and not to mention that like you know we don't want to wait too long to do it so hey you're getting that rare double header
1: and to be fair we just did it in alphabetical orders we did nirvana first then the chili peppers.
0: Yeah, there was no Easy rhyme basic. or reason to that particular <laughs> choice. But yeah, if you want to hear 5A, I would suggest listening to this one first. But then uh, you can go either above my head. There might be a card there now or later. Regardless, that'll take you to episode 5A. But this is 5B, so we got, we're going to get on with this one. But before we do, we want to make sure we're all in the same level playing field here so we're not insulting each other, bullying each other, and just having a good time discussing music. And even if you disagree, it's cool. But we like to read a little disclaimer. Before each episode. So, Savannah, if you would please.
1: The following thoughts and opinions we're going to discuss on Rate the Record regarding this album are strictly of our own personal interests. We are not professional music reviewers. We are simply two friends having fun, discussing and listening to music. We encourage respectful discussion and friendly banter of each episode, but we do not condone and will not tolerate bullying or belligerence based on the opinions of ourselves or others. This podcast is a casual and for fun project, and you are welcome to take what we say regarding the albums we rate with a grain of salt. I think that exactly. was my best read so far.
0: The cleanest, the smoothest, <laughs> you did it. See, last time you said I was like in the B plus A minus range, so I'll put you up there as well. I'll be kind about it.
1: I thank you. I, I'm very solemn today, so that's just the kickstart I need.
0: Yeah, because uh, we're not going to spoil too much, but we discussed this a little before the episode started. Yeah, you're not exactly looking forward to this episode, are you?
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: Don't worry, (laughs) details to follow. News at six.
1: (laughs) Headline, Savannah is annoyed. Everyone, oh, that's not news.
0: Headline, Savannah booted from podcast. Anyway.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. But
0: yes, today is episode 5B, the Red Hot Chili Peppers Blood Sugar Sex Magic. So I guess I'll explain the album a little bit before we get into the songs. This massive behemoth of an album that probably didn't need to be a massive behemoth, but it sure is. (laughs) Alrighty then. So... The Red Hot Chili Peppers are a funk rock slash alt rock band from Los Angeles, California. They originally formed in 1983 with singer Anthony Kiedis, bassist Michael Peter Balzary I think I'm saying that right, Balzeri, but you better know him as Flea anyway, guitarist Hillel Slovak, and drummer Jack Irons. They would go through a handful of lineup changes either due to death or departures and would eventually land on the lineup of guitarist John Frusciante and drummer Chad Smith, which is their current lineup as of today. you know, September 2021. Although the band found relative underground success with their past albums, Blood Sugar Sex Magic would be the album that defined their sound and shot them into the mainstream. The band was nominated and won numerous awards over the years. This album in particular brought them in a Grammy, three MTV Video Music Awards, and recognition from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame for the song Give It Away as being on their f- list for 500 songs that shaped rock, rock music. Oh, yeah. Not not Rob Zombie, rock music. There we go. <laughs> uh, the, I'm almost done here Anyway, so I can stop stumbling on that name. <laughs> The album reached number 19 on Rolling Stone's 100 Greatest Albums of the 90s and number 88 on the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame's definitive 200 list for the top 200 albums of all time. It also reached number one on the Canadian charts, Australian charts, and New Zealand's charts. It went four time platinum here and seven times platinum in the United States. The album was recorded in a studio referred to as The Mansion in Los Angeles, California. It was released in September 1991 through Warner Brothers Records. The album produced five singles altogether. It had Give it away, Under the Bridge, Suck My Kiss, Breaking the Girl, and If You Have to Ask. That last one I didn't even know was a single, but it's.
1: Yeah, I, I, only I think knew I, the other four.
0: I think that's happened almost every time we have an album now where it's like, here's the singles, but here, this one?
1: I like, feel like it's always the latest one that happened, maybe, or it was released like two years after the album, and they're just trying to push it, and you're like, no one remembers that song.
0: Yeah, I don't. I've never heard it on the radio. Like I've heard the song before because I own the album. As a matter of fact, I was going to hold it up. I, I have it on vinyl, so that, that's it's a good thing that we're talking about it. <laughs> Savannah might disagree, but that's okay. Hey, <laughs>
1: I I might be. I have to listen. Find out.
0: Uh, I just like teasing people. <laughs> <laughs> I guess uh, to uh, stop teasing people now, we'll actually dig into the song discussions now. I think we're at that point. So the opening track on this album, The Power of Equality, let's hear what you have to say about it.
1: Okay, so uh, I'm going to preface all of this with I listened to this whole album more than once. I'm sure some will grow on me. Please... If you have differing opinions i do want to hear them because i am definitely open to having my mind changed yeah but when i listened to this the beginning of uh power of equality i swear i had just pause it and replay it because i thought i broke my headphones <laughs> i was like i'm really confused so i was like oh, okay well maybe and then when it it kicked in. I was like, okay, thank God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, So that was, that was kind of a trip for the, the intro to an album. Um, but uh, I think the thing that stuck out to me the most was I did not like the chorus vocals. It sounded really? out of tune, whether, whether that was what they were going for kind of, you know, more of a rough kind of, I don't know. Um, sound, I guess is really what I'm trying to say, but I, I, I don't know, it did not sound very pleasing to my ears. It sounded off, in a way.
0: I mean, I I guess that's fair enough, because, like... I guess Anthony Kiedis isn't like the most prolific singer. He's he's known a lot for his rapping, obviously, or the, the rapping he tries to do. And then there's that whole controversy that like him versus Mike Patton, like who did what first type thing. That oh, was a Lord. that was a weird like not, it wasn't even a lawsuit. It was just like a a, a beef between the two. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like Kiedis isn't super well known for his singing. Uh, John Frusciante was like heavy into heroin around this time, I believe. Uh, and you know Flea's not the greatest singer in the world <laughs> either. So I mean yeah, yeah you can see where it probably went a little out of tune but i guess it just it was just kind of fun for them to get through yeah uh i personally thought this was a really strong start to the album uh both musically and lyrically uh again to anyone who's new we don't really do lyrical breakdowns but if sometimes something thematically can come up or you can mention them that's fine but we don't really do lyrical breakdowns especially for a 17 song album it's gonna be way too damn long but, like, this song is important lyrically, too, because, yeah, it is about, like, equality amongst the people and, like, screw everyone who's, like, you know, bigots and everything like that, racist people, just, like, homophobes, everything like that. So, I don't know. Uh, kind of a nice song to start that off with. Um, it didn't go too far for its length, meaning, like, it just didn't do a whole lot. It just, like, kind of went one, two, one, two, one, two type thing. But it was still a lot of fun. Uh, the middle portion with the bass effects was a really cool part of the song. Uh, I liked the ending, even though it was fairly abrupt, like, as I like how they changed up a little towards the end.
1: Yeah.
0: And I don't know if it was just the tone or if it was like a light fuzz on the bass, but I like this, this pop slap and slidey kind of end towards the song. Like, I don't know, it changed a little bit and I liked it.
1: Yeah. There I, you go.
0: I said a lot of good things.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I think... I think I would like it better as an instrumental. Um, that's definitely going to be a trend with this album. But I I like the music in it. It was the lyrics that I just, I don't know. Well,
0: at, at least the lyrics are socially important.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, well, more in, the vocals. The lyrics, I didn't listen to the lyrics, yeah, yeah, but yeah. just the. Not into it.
0: So you're not a big uh, Ketis person, eh? No. No.
1: Not really. No. Certain. certain songs and certain ways that he sings, yes. But the yelling at me rapping, I can't do it. I can't.
0: Oh, that's him been him forever, though. That's like his noteworthy style. So you're always going to hear it.
1: Yep. Yeah. Oh, I know.
0: <laughs> All right. So song two now, if you have to ask. Um, I felt like the first portion of the song kind of felt like like an improvised jam like through the verses it it, it felt like someone just hit record while they were just jamming in the studio but I mean the chorus picked up and I like how fun and bouncy got as compared to the verses so that was kind of an interesting touch to it too Yeah,
1: I like how the first and second track blend into each other because I'm listening to the first one and it wasn't until maybe halfway through the second did I realize that it was a different song
0: (laughs) oh and yeah you find that a lot on this album too it blends uh, nicely from one track to the next type thing without just being one seamless song but it like you if you listen close enough you can hear where the transitions are but it is still pretty clean i like that
1: yeah it's definitely something that you could put on and by the time you notice that it's still on you're like nine tracks deep and you're like holy crap like i didn't even realize um i uh it, to me, it kind of sounded, I guess, like musically like the first one, but maybe that's just because it kind of ran into each other that my brain's sort of telling me it's the same. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I did make note that I hope that the vocal rap melody changes as the album progresses, because I feel like it's kind of. It's presented very similarly, kind of like uh, when we did Malibu Ken. I found that the uh, the rap melody was fairly similar for a lot of the songs.
0: I think that's the thing with a lot of rap, though, is, like, yeah, there's not a whole lot of, like, melody to it as there is just structure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's not really too many tones that a lot of rappers hit, but, I mean, I guess it's just part of the style that you got to enjoy, I guess. You yeah. kind of come to terms with, like, okay, you're not, like, Doing a Mariah Carey gymnastics over here. You're just kind of riding one tone, but you're trying to spit out a flow as quickly and as cleanly as you can.
1: Yeah, I think it's the the like um, I, I can't even give a you know one two three one two sort of example, but it just kind of feels like it's uh, something 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 rhyme, something 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 rhyme over and over, but over different. Instrumentals and it just, yeah, at a certain point, it kind of feels like scat, like scat singing to me <laughs> in a way.
0: And considering too that, uh, Kiedis, a lot of his he's got many influences as the whole band does, but like a lot of his came from like 80s and 90s type rap and everything yeah. like that, so that's why it is kind of in that style. It's obviously not in the style that most people know rap for today, yeah, uh, it's gotten really lazy, should I say, yeah uh but yeah like other than that with the song like i like there was a guitar solo towards the end that i really liked because it gave off like a cool psychedelic vibe to it Mm -hmm. i really thought that was a really neat touch for it um but yeah the song kind of ends with this like trailing kind of small jam and I, i was just thinking to myself it's like either go on full jam session or just kind of cut off from here because i don't know it just it felt like it just trailed when it didn't need to
1: yeah yeah i think that's uh I know that i have i have that to say for a couple songs coming up but uh it, it's i i feel like there's like the three and a half minute song and you're like okay this is good i like this and then at the end it kind of changes and you're like oh i really like la- oh it's done mm-hmm. and you're like damn it <laughs> like like give me more of that and less of you know what came before it
0: yeah, I feel like there was a few moments like that, and I think I even might have made notes of them if I remember correctly, but there's so many songs to get through that I'm not going to scroll <laughs> through them and try to pick up on that right now. Yep. Um, not not a terrible song, not the worst-rated song on the album, but uh, it is. It's, it's just there.
1: Yeah. Maybe that's not. why it's the single that no one really remembers.
0: So. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how, if it wasn't just for its radio length, like, because I think it was like three and a half minutes, like just a little over that. Uh-huh. I think that's the only reason why it became a single. Other than that, like, I can't understand why this one was. Yeah. As yeah. compared to some other tracks on the album that probably would work as singles.
1: Yeah. Probably the ones that I like because I'm, I'm noticing that I'm airing more on the radio friendly pop hits. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Ah, I see. Usually, yeah, usually you have the tendency to, like, push the singles to the back. Yep. But now it seems like you're going to go the other way on this one. Maybe. Well, speaking of singles, uh, we have Breaking the Girl Track 3. I'll let you start off on this one because i got a few things to say about this.
1: (sighs) To be honest, I didn't know this song was on this album. Uh, For some reason, I thought it was released like years prior oh, so okay. that was actually kind of surprising to me um finally the vocals complement the music i feel like it is a little bit more pleasing to my ear yeah he's just singing this time yeah and i i like that like he he does have a decent voice but i like when he sings a little bit more um but i enjoy the addition of the i guess it's like a drum fill during the chorus i i couldn't tell you what it sounds like, but that part I really like. And I definitely see why it was a single.
0: Now, when you say during the chorus, like, do you mean in the chorus while he's singing or do you mean like the, the big like bridge in the middle? Because in the middle, it gets very, very percussive.
1: I think uh, during whereas, the chorus
0: because I think the drums in the verse and the chorus kind of run the same because I have a note on this too I think we're gonna kind of talk about the same thing here because I say that uh, the drums in this track are very underrated I love the con- constant use of tom drums to fill out um, each bar throughout the track yeah because like it starts off as like a basic drum beat but then you have that like that's it tom- yeah yeah and that yeah. goes for like every bar through this song so I yeah mean, I like
1: that
0: I th- yeah I think we both agree on that then yep
1: yeah, definitely um,
0: I love the acoustic and bass riffs combos, like in this song, like more than most of the excellent riffs on this album. Uh, this song is very near and dear to me because, like, I've heard it a billion times. I, I really do like this song. Uh, and I, I can never forget the guitar riff, and I'll just kind of give this quick little anecdote, I guess, real quick. Uh, when I was 13, I used to take vocal lessons, because I thought I was a good singer. <laughs> and this is one of the ones I I, uh, I covered, and it was funny, because uh, you mentioned that you like, this is the song where you realize Anthony Kiedis, like, he's a good singer, blah, 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 and all that stuff. Yeah. My, my vocal coach kept correcting me on a lot of his pronunciations, because Kiedis has this way of like either dragging out words or using like the e vowel too much like the feeling of love that day but then he wants me to say day like a so like i just remember being corrected on the song a billion times so if i'm going to sing the song like i'm kind of fighting both of those thoughts in my head
1: yeah well it's like that that's actually really strange to hear because you'd want to sing it the way it's made right like if you're singing a french song you don't want to completely anglicize it and completely cut it right so you know what you were right you were right that's the first one for today against your music teacher
0: Unless, I mean, like, you know, you can make it your own in the end and, like, find a way to do that. He was just obviously pushing me to sing a certain style where I was, like, trying to find my style, I guess. Yeah. So I guess that was the problem with that. But anyways, uh, back to more of this song. Uh, one thing, you, you hear this come up a few times in this album, uh, but the addition of the Mellotron, which is, like, the, those flutes, The, the you kind of hear that come in? Okay. Um, that instrument's called the Mellotron, uh, played by, I have the name right here, uh, Brendan O'Brien, who appears on the other tracks on this album as well. Uh, it was a very, very welcome addition to this song. Uh, it added, like, a nice, flowy, and kind of a whimsical feeling to it, like, mm-hmm. over top of the already, like, kind of, like, well-flowing acoustic and bass riffs. I really like that. But then, yeah, the... Uh, there's also a very strong percussive breakdown during the uh, the bridge of this song, and I thought it was just fantastic. Like, I don't know, I have a lot of praise for this song. It goes yeah. way back with me.
1: Nice. Yeah, I've uh, I've heard it a couple of times, obviously, being a single, having a music video and all that stuff, but uh, I haven't heard it nearly as much as the other singles on this record.
0: A few in particular, too, I Oh imagine. yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, uh, they're coming up. They're coming up. But before we get to that, we have to talk about Funky Monks because it's number four on this album.
1: Could we not? Please, Could we just skip this one? I was
0: going to say, I saw you shake your head.
1: Mm, yeah, I uh, I don't... Okay, I like the music. Uh, super down for it being an instrumental. <laughs> I, I, I'm not sure what word is worse than loathe, but I do not like the constant call and answer if you're going to like
0: okay second uh we got a kitten situation here
1: (laughs) she has all the
0: audio listeners
1: she has no boundaries she just keeps climbing on me um oh where's it going with this oh the call and answer so um if you're going to say a line you know i like the color green and someone and you're you got the call where it's like I like the color green. I like the color blue. I like the color blue. Okay, cool. Do that in a do that in a verse. Whatever, that's fine. Do it every chorus. Whatever. Do that every single verse. Stop it. I hate. I hated that. Like, if you do it once, that's fine. If you do it every single time, I get incredibly exhausted of it, and that's it. Um, minute and a half in, I was over it i feel like it was like three minutes too long but at the end i liked the end and then it was over
0: fair enough then yeah all right so our our first skating
1: review (laughs) was not into it I, i
0: i understand that it does feel like just like they're trying to fill space for like no reason yeah so i i guess i can kind of understand that um So the notes I have are, I guess, kind (laughs) of (laughs) different. I can imagine. So the very first note I have is, Damn, that opening pop style of play on the guitar is fantastic. John Fashante doing like that, the pop slap style that uh, Flea does on bass there. It, it, yep. I thought that was a really cool touch. I like that.
1: The music was good. I'll give, give him that for sure. Like, this this was a
0: pretty smooth song. Like, I, I appreciated it, but yeah, nothing really grabbed me too much about it. Uh-huh. Um, but even in spite of that previous note, uh, I do love the change up in the middle of the song. Uh, because you get kind of two different moods and styles that kind of fit together nicely, so it's just like a nice little middle portion to kind of separate you from the verse-chorus-verse-chorus verse, chorus thing. I yeah. like that. Uh, I feel like the ending could have faded out a little sooner, but yep. other than that, I mean, uh, I I like this track. I, I, it's not my favorite. It's not the best, but uh, yeah. it's decent.
1: Yep. I guess for you it has its place. You know, it's... Although I don't
0: have yeah. as much familiarity with this one as I do with certain other songs. Yeah. Uh, but, like, that, the opening riff to this song is one I've always remembered since I was a teenager. So, I mean, like, I just... That catches me immediately. Like, that's the most grabbing thing about the song is that that kind of pop guitar intro. Did,
1: did the intro of this one... Um stick with you because after you listen to breaking the girl this one started and you're like all right we're just gonna go back and listen to breaking the girl again
0: (laughs) i like literally i could listen to that intro like really really enjoy it then if i did not want to listen to the rest of the song then yes then i'd go back to breaking the girl but i don't know i I would listen to funky monks i can listen to it through i'm fine with it
1: yeah there's other songs
0: there's other songs in the album so much i can't do that but i mean this is one of them
1: yeah yeah it was just the uh the the call and answer every single verse it just it kind of cut the score a little bit so yeah
0: yeah all right well now let's speaking of familiar tracks i mentioned that a minute ago let's go on to one of the more notable tracks on this album suck my kiss
1: i've always liked this song
0: the edgy, like, 10, 12-year-olds are like, suck my dick, how <laughs> funny! It's like, yeah, you're so funny. I was one of those kids, too, I'm not gonna lie. But obviously, I'm an adult now, and I, I still giggle at the word dick, but it's suck my kiss. <laughs> yeah,
1: I like I like this one. It's, uh, I did write down thank you for not yell rapping, so that was nice. Yeah, it was
0: like a more, like, of a steady tone volume.
1: Yeah, I feel like, just to me, personally, I find his voice a little bit more suited for things like that but then again when i started listening to to them it was after this little era it was more into the mid to late 90s so you know there's by the way or californication or uh scar tissue where he just sings so hearing hearing the rapping bit i'm like this is too much and even in give it away i don't find the yelling so it doesn't sound too bad but uh suck my kiss definitely has been a uh favorite of mine just across their uh catalog for a while so
0: well yeah this song this song as a single it works a lot because you kind of get a lot of different flavors of the red hot chili peppers no pun intended but, (laughs) but i mean you really do though and like again yes this is a very familiar track uh this song has been you know Heavy, heavy rotation on the radio forever uh, but funny enough like out of all the songs we've talked about in the past on different albums where it's like oh, I'm a little tired of this one, a little fatigued from this one yep. I'm not with this one like, oh, this yeah. I've heard this a billion times and it, it's just got that style that I'm not sick of yet, and hopefully I'd ever become sick of.
1: Yep, I can 100% agree with you on that
0: one. I love the snarling sounds of the guitars and bass on this one; like they're both kind of playing the low end, and so just it kind of gives like a bit more progression to it. I love the way it's written. Uh, I really like the composition and the choruses. Just I have it written here; just a lot, a lot of fun to have these brief and kind of chuggy riffs yep. that hit quick and kind of drop out, keeping like a feeling of tension and suspension.
1: Yes, that's what I put. Uh, it's a sense of tension and I like it. Yeah. It was
0: just really smart writing in the courses. It made it a lot of fun. It it still kind of follows the structure, but it does it in its own like little fun, unique way.
1: Yeah. I like the, uh, I guess the, the drum and bass hits. Um, I guess the, I don't really know what to call it, but they sound like jabs to me. And oh, I, okay, I, yeah, I, I yeah. like, I like that. That's for me, that's where the tension comes from. And then it's just like, I don't know, it it, it makes me want to run. I feel like it just gives me gives me energy listening to it. And I think that's a pretty positive thing I could say.
0: All right, got to make a side note here because I feel so it's funny cuz you you've mentioned stuff like that before in previous episodes how you hear something that makes you want to run, your heart starts beating really quickly. I think yeah. uh, th- through like this whole podcast and through our future episodes, we're really going to start digging into your psyche without you even realizing it. We're already kinda of we like You have
1: to pay for therapy then. This is perfect.
0: No, because then hopefully someone in the comments can give some like really good advice. But yeah, like we're like knocking on the door of like your mental state. It's like, I, I feel like I have to run. It's just like, okay. <laughs>
1: Well, oh, I mean, I don't want to diagnose myself, but I am almost positive I I have ADHD. So there's there's probably very that.
0: possibly. I mean, <laughs> I I know people who do like who are actually diagnosing me. Like, so I've seen some traits, and I, I guess I can understand that. Like, yep. I'm not going to here sit here play armchair doctor either. But
1: <laughs> oh, come on, come on, let's just change the format. Let's do this now.
0: Okay, you're crazy. Anyways, next.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that before.
0: All right, but yeah, uh, we're going to go into a song now, because, I mean, Suck My Kiss is a great song, and I think we kind of, uh, we don't want to talk too much about that one, because oh, no. we're just going to talk it to death at this point. Yep. Um, we're going to go into a song now, song number six, that I thought was a single for the longest time, but apparently it isn't, I oh. Could Have Lied. It's the uh, the first of a couple of ballads on this album. Uh Really, really good emotional track. A lot going on here. And I think one of my favorite things that really portrays that emotion, besides like the singing or the tone. Uh, right in the beginning, you hear John Frusciante, aside from just like the finger picking on the guitar, you hear him do these like really hard strums on the strings. You can hear him just like smashing the pick into the strings. Yeah. And I think that does a lot to add to like the raw emotion of it. Just it sounds aggressive, but it, it, it's like being upset type thing. So I think that's like a really fitting feeling. I like how it was done.
1: They, they definitely just in the uh, where they put it on the album... Definitely, completely crank the brakes from the last song. Like I'm listening to that, and then going into this, I'm just like, I don't want to run anymore. I just want to go to bed. (laughs) This (laughs) this is crazy, but I I really liked it. Um, I enjoyed the vocals, and as a a standalone track, I like it. I don't know if I liked it where it was on the album, but then again, I can't really say where else I would put it it just it was very jarring listening to it right after a pretty energetic song so it was kind of
0: well I mean I I don't think we're like strangers too much to this only because like we've heard this in other albums that we've done and like I kind of like songs that have this kind of placement even if it is after something relatively like insane sounding chaotic or whatever energy doesn't really matter what it is Uh, just because yeah like it's it's nice to have a place to sit for a minute And then pick back up. I've said that a lot, too, in previous episodes, but, like, it's the best way to describe it. Like, you're sitting down, you're having that breath of fresh air, and then you're like, okay, let's keep going.
1: Yeah, it wasn't too far into the song that I was like, okay, this is fine. But, Jeff, right when it started, I was like, I was not expecting an acoustic beginning. Uh,
0: Yeah, the run the runtime I feel, was very appropriate for this track, like... It, you, I, I, don't, I haven't said this much but I've said this once before how not only is it a good run time but it utilizes all of its time properly like it doesn't go crazy with adding things it doesn't go crazy with dragging things out so I think this this track was really well done for that reason yeah. and yeah. I even liked like, the really bluesy guitar solos that were thrown into this song too like over top of the acoustic like I thought that was a really nice uh, sound to have it kind of again adds to that raw emotion feeling so yeah I don't know this, this was a really nice track to sit down and listen to
1: yeah the the farther into this album we get the more i was kind of imagining them recording it and just sort of putting all of these pieces together because there are there are some songs that you've already heard like funky monks that i'm just like not into but there are other songs i'm sitting here going i really enjoyed the way that they put this together and how they um sort of i don't know just thought it I, don't, I i can't really formulate my my own thoughts let alone try yeah. wrap my head around someone else's yeah but yeah. uh it's i don't know it's it's really interesting for me to to think that somebody else thought of this and made this i'm like i could not think of that couldn't think of putting this little shine on this little bit, or you know put this little high e little noise over here because if it was missing you'd notice
0: well two notes on that then first off I mean like the Chili Peppers are just really good musicians very smart musicians when they're composing their music and B if it helps at all Rick Rubin was the producer
1: Ah, I saw that, yeah.
0: So yeah. that'll that'll do wonders for your record. He usually, anything he touches seems to turn to gold. Yeah. So, I mean, that's why this record did so well, I would imagine, aside from, like, you know, just good composition. Yeah. And, uh, <clears throat> I'm sorry, uh, if, I, I don't know how interested you would be, but there is a documentary on YouTube of, like, the making of this album, and it's, like, all inside the mansion for, like, they were in there for a handful of months. They oh, lived. Really? They lived there. So and so, I was like, it was interesting watching this album like come to fruition day after day. Yeah. Like it's a about an hour, hour and a half. But yeah, I mean, like I, I thought that. it was, I thought it was interesting. Yeah. Like they they talk a lot about behind the scenes stuff and what brought certain songs along. And yeah, you get to see them construct the songs and just like change things. Like, oh, that wasn't on the album, but I could see where they changed that. Like,
1: yeah, I, I like that. I want to check that out. Yeah, I feel like it might might give me like a new. Uh, new view on it or you know appreciation of it to see the process
0: yeah because like even with a song like I could have lied what I can imagine because what you'll see in the documentary too is uh, Anthony Kiedis recorded a lot of his vocals looking out of a window with like this fantastic view of like forest and valley I've seen a clip
1: of that I think
0: and actually even in the uh, suck my kiss music video where you can see shots of him like in front of a window that's because the whole the whole video is recorded in the mansion
1: maybe that's where i've seen it then
0: yeah probably so i mean just like it it, yeah it gives you a good understanding of their surroundings and like how they felt inspired they're very spiritual people too they're not necessarily religious but just spiritual
1: yeah
0: uh so they they get in touch with that a lot too so yeah just you kind of uh crack open a little bit and see what they were uh what, what was in their heads while they were recording
1: cool i like that i like that idea
0: alrighty then while you're writing that down check out later (laughs) we go into song 7 we are kind of at a halfway point now I mean I guess the next song will be more or less the halfway point Uh, Mellow Ship Slinky in B Major what a title
1: (laughs) I would like this if it was an instrumental at the beginning I was like I'm into oh there's the lyrics now or the vocals rather
0: Oh yeah, you're starting to like catch on a little bit.
1: Oh uh, yeah, 30 seconds in, I was like, this would make such a good instrumental. And then when he started singing, I was like, no, I wanted the instrumental. Give it to me.
0: <laughs>
1: uh,
0: I'm just thinking about Chili Pepper instrumentals. I think they do, but they're like bonus tracks on different albums. Um, but yeah, so you're you're always gonna have Anthony Kiedis in there in some way, shape, or form.
1: Damn it. The bass is really good in this, though. I yeah. really enjoyed it. That's fleet for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. This song kind of gave me the vibes of if you have to ask or had to ask, it, yeah. I, I was kind of getting those type of vibes from this song. Uh, there's fun little riffs like throughout this entire thing, uh, but the song didn't grab me that much. Like it was another one of those ones where I was just listening to it and was like, okay, uh, I mean this is fine. I'll listen to it, but. Can't see myself coming back. Yeah. Um like I like the little bit of a change up in the last third of the track. Like I was like, oh, we're gonna get interesting. But then it kind of went back a little bit and like there wasn't more done with it, so I was like, I don't know. Yeah. It was a bit of a letdown
1: on this one. Yeah, I can I can see that. I I mean to be fair with you, right now I can't really pick the uh, the melody or the song out of my head. So it's kind of like, I try to remember what it sounds like, but with songs like that, it's kind of like, well, maybe it wasn't as memorable you know, if I can't remember it the same day.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I've actually tried to get into the habit now when we do these reviews, like <clears throat> a little behind the scenes for everyone, I guess. I try to not only listen the day of rather than like I used to do it like a day or two in advance. Yeah. But then like it's not fresh in my head anymore. And if I don't have to go back to listen to it at that moment, because I have other things to do, yeah. I mean, uh, then sometimes songs get lost on me. So this album in particular, like we're recording a little later into the evening right now. Uh, I started listening to this album like seven hours ago Mm -hmm. and then i kind of wrapped it up like i listened to it in chunks and wrapped it up about three hours ago so that like all my notes were like fresh right there but even yeah yeah, even because of how long this album is too like i'm having certain troubles with certain songs as well
1: yeah i'll have certain like uh little riffs or little chunks replaying in my head i feel like that just completely pushes everything else out and i'm just going Okay, here's the uh, the outro to Under the Bridge. We're going to listen to that for four hours, okay? <laughs>
0: yeah, we're going to listen to that choir just go on.
1: Away. <laughs> oh, way! Alrighty then then.
0: Yep. We're moving on to, I guess, what is the halfway point of this mm. album now? The Righteous and the Wicked. Um, so, essentially, I had, like, mixed feelings about the first 30 seconds of the song. But then, like, I don't know. I kind of rewound it and listened to it again. And I ended up enjoying it. Yep. Um. I like the introduction of Fruscianti's vocals in the second portion of the the verses. I thought that was, like, a really good touch. And, again, he's not the most prolific singer or anything like that, but I like where his vocals sit in a track like this. Like, it it sounds fine to me. Uh, I like how there's, like, these descending kind of minor guitars in the chorus uh, that kind of changes up a bit from, like, the more aggressive verses. It's a good balance point between, like, you know, the heavier portions and... The, like more gentle versions uh, portions I should say uh, probably not the best at describing that.
1: <laughs> oh you're better than I am so.
0: and uh, like towards I believe it was the end like there was this like octave and ha- harmony guitar solos kind of like overlapping each other that sounded really cool mm-hmm. uh, it was a really fitting piece into this song I really enjoyed this one like to be honest going back into this album I didn't really remember this track all that well uh-huh. but now sitting here today listening to it I was just like how didn't i remember this like i really like this one
1: yeah i like i said at the beginning i feel like some of these songs will actually sort of grow on me the more i listen to them Mm -hmm. for first listen you're like i what and then the more you listen to it it's just sort of you do pick out things that you enjoy that you didn't notice before um in this one like i had never heard it before didn't know what to expect at the beginning it kind of sounded Well, I guess I wrote down, didn't I already hear this song? So I can imagine, yeah. uh, Yeah, Uh, that's why I'm gonna burn my notebook when I'm all done.
0: Um, No one finds the evidence, except these videos that are live now.
1: (laughs) Crap. Um, I did really like the clean strumming sound. Uh, It came directly before. I could definitely tell he stomped the pedal and just went for it. Oh, probably. But the... uh, just the clean strumming before that it was just a nice sort of juxtaposition opposite kind of thing mm-hmm. but i did find for me the song it felt a little long like it, it i feel like it could have wrapped up just a little bit before then
0: yeah i didn't even make a note about the time i guess i just enjoyed the song so much that i was just like eh, i'm fine with this i can listen to this again yeah well, speaking of wanting to listen to a song again. I'm not too certain about this next one, but I'm pretty sure we've heard it a billion times anyway. Yep. Give it away. Uh, probably the most one of the most well-known singles by the Red Hot Chili Peppers aside oh, yes. from things from Like California and stuff like that.
1: So, what you said about Suck My Kiss, <laughs> I have I don't feel negatively about this song even though I've heard it a lot. Yeah. It there is Nothing about this song that I think, oh man, I'm so sick of this. Like I can still listen to it. I still have no idea what he's talking about. I know the lyrics, but I don't get it. Um, And there's no way that I could ever do the tongue roll in the chorus ever. But I try yeah, I, I every time. Either. Every time.
0: I used to be able to say it quickly enough, but my my tongue doesn't roll I can't do a tongue roll. I can't do yeah. I can't roll my R's or anything like that. <laughs> me neither. Uh, I, I sound like me an me absolute shit. idiot when I try
1: <laughs> <laughs> But but uh, I didn't even notice that this was almost five minutes long.
0: Yeah, it's, it's it's a bit of a lengthier track. I I didn't remember that either, but you you kinda don't even know after a while mm. it's because like it's such a fun, catchy song that you're not oh, totally. even thinking about the, the, the length at all.
1: And now I'm curious if any uh, radio edits are shorter than that, or if they just straight up play the entire song.
0: I would imagine there are shorter radio edits, and sometimes you won't even know. It's kind of like how uh, in the previous episode, the one we literally just released a couple hours ago, uh, how it smells like teen spirits, like what, five minutes long, but it doesn't feel or sound five minutes long. So I'm thinking that there's like a video or radio edit that's likely three and a half, four minutes, and they just get rid of some of the uh, more like excessive repetitive parts Yeah. I feel like there's probably that in this song, and I'd have to hear it side by side, but I honestly don't know.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I I like it. it. I I could listen to it 20 more times, and I probably would not get sick of it.
0: So with what I was thinking about the track is like, yeah, this one is unfortunately a little fatigued for me. Like, I do like it, but just, I don't know. I mean... Stop. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It is a good track, but, like, one thing I noticed, though, is... I mean, I've heard this before in the song, but I, I usually try to zone it out. But now that I'm, like, focusing on the album while writing notes... I was being constantly distracted by the jaw harp being played in the background. That little twangy noise, twang, dwang twang, Like jaw harp. I know some people call it Jew harp, but I mean, let's not call it Jew harp. Let's call it jaw harp. Yep. <laughs> I don't think that's an offensive name, but I mean, just it feels inappropriate. <laughs> but it's anyway, the,
1: the West Virginia hick uh, instrument. I can imagine someone sitting on a uh, rocking chair on the on a porch.
0: I hope we have some young people listening because I want, I want them to hear this. I used to have a Sharon Lois and Bram VHS when I was a kid. <laughs> uh, and uh, their, one of their musicians that played in their live act, his name is Eric. He had a whole segment teaching kids how to play the jaw harp. And he put it in, twang, twang, twang. And he's like, and he, he was very funny and kind of cartoony with the way he was teaching you. It was really interesting.
1: I wonder if that's Eric Nagler because I remember watching a show of his and he used to play me uh, instruments all the time and
0: he, he had like a, a brown goatee kind of like a horseshoe like yeah, brown hair cur-
1: like curly yeah curly, hair. yeah yeah he had uh, he had his own TV show and I used to watch it all the time only because he played music
0: <laughs> well I think yeah I think cuz uh I don't know if he got popular because of Sharon Lawson and Brand but regardless yeah he probably cool. went up on his own. But cool. b- back to the song though. Uh, just like oh god it's like the Nirvana episode all over again just trailing <laughs> off. 3 hours long this. Time. Um yeah the, uh, again obviously this is a very popular track. Uh got to love that bassline though like just the, the constant sliding and everything like that. Yeah, just a yeah, yeah. lot of fun. Uh Speaking of the bass too, I think the chorus is particularly appealing uh, because it's a bold choice to use very minimal bass in this chorus. Because like you get the the slide down like da and it goes like quiet for like four or five seconds before it does it again. But I do like it. It's it feels like an exciting countdown to get back into the energy of the track. I don't know, yep. like it, it it's just it sits well. Again, like they're they're just really smart with how they did this. I don't know if they came up with that themselves. I don't know if Rick Rubin threw them that idea. But whoever's idea it was to just like have very minimal bass in the chorus must have knew it was gonna work because damn does it sound good.
1: Yeah.
0: And I think that's yeah i already said that yeah i'm a little fatigued by it but yeah there's no denying how fun and catchy it is and to be honest too i do appreciate its place in music history so i'll i'll give it that i'll give it points for that even if i'm tired of it
1: (laughs) yeah i uh i don't know i don't really have any criticisms for it unfortunately i uh i think i might when we're done this i might go listen to it 20 more times
0: My only criticism is, come on, Anthony, don't be a coward. Tell us what the song means. (laughs) Like it's like Genius.com when they get like rappers to come on and break down their lyrics and tell you what it means. I need Anthony Kiedis to do this, uh, the weird scat portion of "Around the World," (laughs) the "ning nang nang nong nang nang" part. I like that. We need that. (laughs) Yeah, it's a fantastic track. All right, so track ten. Uh, we get to the very first title track that we've ever had on this show so far. There haven't, there was no Pearl Jam 10 song. There was no You Won't Get What oh, You yeah. Want song. There was none of that. So this is actually the very first title track, Blood Sugar Sex Magic.
1: I like it. I, me too. In, I enjoyed the deeper vocal tone. That threw me for a loop because I had not heard it thus far. So I was like, ooh, this is nice. I like this. And uh, I don't know. I, I like... It's a little bit heavier, and I feel like everything fits. It's there's no straggler parts that I'm like, oh, I yeah, like yeah. this, but I didn't like that as a whole. I enjoyed it. I really liked it.
0: Because actually, I'll say that. Oh, you know, I'll read this kind of in order because I was going to say one note first, but yeah, this uh, this song is like the perfect blend of like. The chill rock groove of like the, the quieter verses and then it picks off into those hard awesome choruses mm-hmm. and I, my note right here is this course is the whole album to me like that, that, <laughs> it is such a fantastic course. arguably the heaviest song on the album yeah. uh, because of the chorus alone uh, but, yeah, like, even in the verses, th- the tension created by the vocals and instrumentals, because it's, like, kind of quiet, and it feels like it's going somewhere. It's, it's like, taking on this, like, kind of slow ride. And, and then just suddenly, like, just before the chorus hits, like, it's you start plummeting. Like, boom, here comes the wild part of the ride. Yeah. I really, really like this song, and I have for a long time, like going into this album when I first heard it a long time ago like Breaking the Girl was the song I fell in love with Uh, and then when I first heard like through the album the first time this song became like like a holy shit moment for me
1: how was it not a single was it just because it didn't fit the idea of the band you know what i mean because it does sound a little different
0: it does but also maybe it's that idea that you want to hide some of the treasures i think we've been over this yeah. before like i, I remember on malibu ken we mentioned like you know tuesday for example and dog years those weren't yeah. singles but like they're fantastic tracks
1: yeah like how the hell were they not
0: i guess you want to like you don't want to give everything away at once yeah like, some, some bands do that, and I don't understand why. Like, Or especially, like, bands who give away almost every single song on an album leave, like, two or three unheard. Yeah. I think... I, I don't listen to her, but, I mean, I think Katy Perry did that with Teenage Dream, where, like, every single song except for, like, two became a single.
1: Uh, Come, what, come On Over by Shania Twain, too. Almost all of her hits are off that one album.
0: Yeah. It's wild. That's, I mean, I guess it's a good way to try to get album sales, but at the same time, I, I like listening to an album you hear the singles like okay yeah those songs are good but then you hear the song that you weren't ready for because you weren't like you don't have any other knowledge of the album yeah. and it's just like one of the greatest tracks on the album i love I, that feeling
1: i find that sometimes when that happens you end up starting to low with the single because you're like oh my god there's so many better songs stop only playing this one it's like a uh, just a little side note Um, So local radio station, they'll do 90s at nine. And I'm like, cool, this is awesome. They'll always play Test for Echo. Mm And by Rush, they'll always play that one song. And I'm like, there's so many other songs that were singles. I know you have them in the catalog. Yeah, like Drive. Or Driven, Driven. Yeah, like just play them. But they always play that one. So every time I listen to the album, I regrettably skip that one most of the time. Because I'm like, I've heard it so much. But there are so many other good ones. So I, uh, I kind of feel that. Same with Tom Sawyer, even. Like, there's so many other good songs. It, it,
0: although you don't hear it on the radio too often it's kind of the same with me and like if i listen to the downward spiral by nine inch nails like yeah. i adore that album but uh i have to be in the mood to listen to closer because i've heard it a billion times it's like it's just like the biggest song by them aside from like head like a hole or something like that yeah so i mean i like closer i really do but i just i'll usually skip it
1: yeah yeah it's a shame that that happens but it's just sort of when when it's sort of driven into your ear for so long but you like something else on the album you're just like just stop it can't you just play the thing i like please <laughs> yeah. come on
0: um i have one more note about blood sugar sex magic and actually it has to do with the course again because again it's like just it's, it is magic it's the magic in blood sugar sex magic It's mind-blowing uh, and I have this in bold font. Like, I emphasize this for a reason. The use of the ride bell throughout the choruses is so important in this track. You can, you, like, it's, you have your crash symbols, but they're not using the hi hat or anything like that. He's, like, using the bell on the ride symbol. So instead of just using the ride, he's using, like, uh, to those who don't know what the, the bell is. You think of a symbol; and it's like this long plate, and then there's like this little cup portion at the top that kind of connects to the stand. That's called the bell. And you can use that to your advantage. And I love when musicians do. I love it when they use it right. And the, I think the ride bell made it the course so much cooler. Yeah. I, I don't know. There's just certain sounds you really like out of songs, and like that one stood out to me. I, I like that kind of stuff.
1: And if, if it was missing, it would kind of feel like a sandwich without any ingredients. It's just... Bread sandwich. Not as, yeah, you're like not as good, but then you add that, and you're like, oh, I got turkey in this. <laughs> Delicious now.
0: It's like, oh man, these songs are still really fire, though. Oh, so I guess I'll have a toast sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's depressing. What is this? The Great Depression? <laughs> We're gonna have meatloaf and toast sandwiches.
1: If you're if you're eating meatloaf and toast sandwiches, you might be living under a bridge.
0: I suppose, but I was. I guess I was just trying to uh, keep from talking about this one as long as I could okay listen so it's under the bridge Red Hot Chili Peppers listen I don't hate this song I don't it's a very pretty song actually I have nice things to say about it but you want to talk about songs I'm sick and tired of like I even if it comes on the radio I will change it if someone starts to play it I'll either try to ask them to change it or I'll leave the room I can't stand hearing this song anymore and I don't want to hear it anymore because it'll just taint an already positive idea I have of this song but I assume that you like this one better. Yeah, I don't least. mind
1: it. Yeah, I don't mind it. It's kind of the same with the other, uh, the other singles where I'm not actually fatigued, but I think it, it might be because I don't really go out of my way to listen to them. So when I do hear them on the radio or when I'm out, it's sort of, it's new, you know, it's sort of the first time I've heard it in the last three months. Yeah. So it's not too, too bad. Um, but I did realize that it is, one of, if not the first song so far that I could actually create some imagery around the song. like well, everything that's not else. fair there's
0: a music video to it. <laughs> well
1: well, there's that yes. but I mean just the way that things are described, it's just a lot easier to kind of picture what's going on other than you know kind of listening to him just <sighs> I think he he rhymed he rhymed something with frock. And all I thought was, who the hell says frock? Frog? So, yeah, I forget what song it was in. Oh, oh so it wasn't they, this one. Oh, no, I think he, uh, you're Peacock with frock a couple tracks in. Oh, Apache yeah, a, a yeah, Rose tracks.
0: Peacock. Yeah, that we'll get to that soon.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but, yeah, okay, that makes sense. Uh, but hearing that is kind of like, I can't picture any imagery, but this one seems like it sort of had a story to it. So it was a little bit easier for me to, uh, to create those images.
0: I believe this song, uh, again, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty certain the song is about like going out to find heroin.
1: That's definitely what I see, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because, like, yeah, just kind of wandering around, like, Los Angeles and everything like that. And just, like, you're in love with the city. He obviously loves Los Angeles and describes it as a woman who's, like, you know, comforting him and everything like that. But then also leading him to, like, the worst parts of Los Angeles, a.k.a. where he gets his drugs. Yeah, yeah. To to anyone who doesn't know, Anthony Kiedis uh, has relapsed a billion times on heroin. Uh, If you read his book, Scar Tissue, the entire book is literally... I had I did heroin, relapsed, did heroin, went to like I went to like uh, rehab, had sex with a woman, relapsed, heroin, sex with a woman, relapsed. Like that's pretty much his entire biography. So you don't even have to read it anymore. Like <laughs> I actually read it and I was just like, wow, it's like the same story over and over again.
1: Yeah. Holy crap.
0: But yeah, so this is obviously again. The song on this album that I'm completely done with. Uh, this is Hotel California. Uh, that, <laughs> to those of you who don't know, if you weren't here before, I've made the reference that uh, I'll keep this very short. That I Hotel California. I'm impossibly sick of it. I hear it way too many times. It's it's overplayed to death. Despite the fact the Eagles have like some decent tracks that you could probably play, even off of Hotel California's album. Uh, but I mean like i'm i'm just done but i mean at the same time it does have an iconic opening riff yeah and it still sounds good to this day i mean like it is one of those like really just untouchable guitar riffs it sounds really really nice
1: and it doesn't sound dated at all
0: no not really uh and even despite some of the lyrical imagery you have like you know heroin use and everything in this song it does still sound very pretty again just take away from the the darker imagery uh everything sounds really pretty and like warm leading into like the colder finale where the chorus kicks in and like the choir kicks in
1: yeah i like that
0: it really emphasizes the darker part of the track but yeah it works sometimes the uh, the choir can be a, a little grating but at the same time i mean like it's there it works and i like it it, it adds more of a theatrical kind of element to it
1: yeah yeah, I I definitely made note that I I do like the choir like bridge, in the middle. So I, like
0: I believe in the album credits too. The choir is it says Gail Freshante and friends. So oh. I don't know who Gail is to John. I don't know if it's mom, sister, girlfriend, wife. Like I really don't know who, but yeah, it's one of John's relatives and friends doing the choir portion. So at least I know who they were. That's actually pretty cool. If it was like a mom or something, I can imagine being like a church choir that they go to and just like, oh, we'll sing on your album about doing drugs.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I gave my life so- away. What's the whole song sound like? Uh, you know, we decided to scrap it. it <laughs> thanks for your help. It's fine.
0: Yeah, when the, when you hear the lines at the end of the song, I gave my life away, like very quietly under the breath, they're like, to Jesus Christ. <laughs> 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 I, I, don't, I don't know if there's any fact to this at all. I'm just making my own narrative at this point. <laughs> oh, jeez. All right, so Out from Under the Bridge and Into the Rain. So track number 12, Naked in the Rain. Uh, some definite Suck My Kiss vibes in this one that I got immediately. But it's a very solid rock track. I, I enjoyed this one a lot.
1: I One line just in capital letters says BASE. So draw your own conclusions, I suppose. <laughs> but... I was listening to this with my headphones on. There is something under the music. I don't know what it is, but there is something distracting as hell. I kept having to pause the song thinking something was going on in my house. And I pause it and then it stops. And then I play it again and it continues on. And I was so focused on that sound. <laughs> that I was, it was reading
0: ca- the credits too.
1: It was kind of hard for me to get past it. Um, but uh Overall, I I found it just sort of a uh, middle of the road track for me.
0: I, I do really like this one. I'm actually just looking up my phone right now to the, anyone watching on video because I was looking up the, uh, a lot of album notes while I was listening to this one because I was curious about certain sounds and like who yeah. they maybe had come in. So I'm just because I think this might have been one of those tracks where I also heard something too and I was like, oh, what is that? Yeah. Uh, so this is Naked in the Rain. There's I mean, there's a bunch of people in a bunch of different tracks, too. But it's also kind of like how, like, the jaw harp was really distracting to me in, in uh, Give It Away. Yeah. You hear that boinging sound, like, the entire I, thing.
1: I don't think I've actually ever heard that, so I'm going to have to take a.
0: Now that I've told to you, it. it goes through the entire song. You will, know, like, boing, okay. da doing da doing You'll hear it. Just- oh,
1: is it going to... K- oh, man.
0: Okay, so I can't find anything, and I don't want to waste too much time on that. But anyways... Um, yeah. Yeah. As I said, yeah, like, it's a solid rock track. Uh, the choruses are simple enough. They're really, really catchy and fun, though, so I think that kind of, like, makes up for it. Yeah. Um, it's nice that the album can still kind of carry on this much excitement this far into it, considering this is track 12. Yeah. And so by now, a lot of people are ready to check out because, I mean, like, most <laughs> albums are done yeah. by now. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, I mean, like, it, it's interesting because, like, I do like this song, but the ending felt a little, like, Unfinished or unplanned. I'm not even certain how to go, where to go with that. But like, yeah, it just yeah. it just. I didn't appreciate the ending too much. It's like you could have probably did a little more with this, but other than that, like the song was fine. I I have liked this one for a long time too.
1: Yeah, I uh, I I can't recall what line or what I was thinking, but I did put uh, repeating riffs for the whole song are tiresome because it just kind of feels like you're just. Sort of walking on a flat ground with no anything It's just sort of one note the whole mm-hmm. time. So I, in parts I found I found that, but uh, overall it uh, it wasn't too bad. It was just that flipping noise in behind. Like mm, I couldn't get over that.
0: I'll have to uh, I'll have to listen back to it and see what it was because I don't recall off the top of my head. And maybe yeah. I didn't hear it. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, I'll definitely l- listen back, and if I know if I know what it is, I'll tell you.
1: Oh hell yeah, hell yeah!
0: All right, so moving on from "Naked in the Rain," Yep. we're going on to "Apache Rose Peacock," but I keep calling this "Apache Apache Peacock Rose." I don't know why, but it's <laughs> "Rose Peacock."
1: You first, you. You can go first. Okay, okay.
0: Yeah. Um, so there's not a whole lot I have for this song as it is. Yeah. Um, I like the differences in the verses and everything like that. It goes from like a kind of a smooth, slow and funky kind of jam to like funky bouncy. Mm-hmm. A little bit more fun. It has like an accented kind of jam, like you know, quarter note accents is like boom, pa, boom It just plays on those accents. It doesn't like venture too far from that, and I kinda like that.
1: Yeah.
0: Um I don't hate the trumpet in the song uh, Flea plays the trumpet in the song oh, yeah. uh, I just kind of felt like it wasn't needed mm-hmm. and the only other note I have is that, like, the so- song kind of stretched on without adding too much to it but yeah. I do dig the heavy ending
1: I, I put picks up for the last 20 seconds and that was it it was just 20 seconds of oh okay and then it was over i'm starting to see a trend in all these uh albums and songs we're doing um and i hate it because it's always the good part that is so short um uh, i did write down didn't i already hear this so i think it kind of to me gave me the righteous and the wicked vibes where it was kind of like it's sort of eh. and uh i just I'm probably gonna skip this next time i probably won't listen to it
0: yeah fair enough i mean it's not too high on my list but at the same time like it's not the worst i don't immensely hate it but i mean yeah i could probably do without this one too especially on an album so long there's probably a few that you can axe out and be like okay there you go you have a decent length album now
1: (laughs) yeah i want to know what emotional connection like what really what made 17 songs on this album and why it was just sort of like yeah you know what we're gonna keep all of these i'm really curious
0: i I think they were just kind of like they felt like they were on a roll again there's that documentary on youtube you can watch but like yeah they were were just really enjoying their time there they felt very positive in their experience there was not really any negatives that hit so i mean i guess they just felt inspired to keep going fair enough like, even if they weren't, like, big, big hits or anything, or, like, they're just kind of, like, time passers, I'm like, I, I think they just enjoyed it enough that they wanted to put it in anyway. Like, a sign of a good time, good memories, that kind of thing.
1: Well, I guess that does make sense. I've seen a lot of people that uh, they'll sort of nick songs for this album, but, like six years from now they'll retool it and release it later on so i think i'm just more familiar with the uh, the hoarding of unreleased material
0: uh and by the time we're recording this too like it's not quite the anniversary yet so but when this episode's out it'll, the anniversary's already passed yeah. so i'm wondering whether or not i haven't been reading up on a, if there's going to be like a 30th anniversary edition of this album because again there's already a deluxe version with two other songs on it that are jimi hendrix covers but i wonder if like yeah like they'll have, like, a version with demos or unreleased tracks type thing. I'm just like, mm. how many songs did you write in these sessions? Because yeah. the thing is, that's the thing with a lot of bands, too. Whatever ends up on the album ends up on the album, obviously, but there's also a lot of songs on the cutting room floor for yeah. multitudes of reasons. They could be terrible songs, just couldn't figure out how to progress with them, just didn't fit the, the the whole vibe of the album. So I'd be curious to know, like, how many songs were in total for this track? Like it Especially been,
1: like, if these are the ones they chose. Like, how many did they not choose? How many did they pass on?
0: Yeah. You got to wonder if any one of them would be like better than what ended up on the album. Because like people have different opinions on songs. So, I mean, like something they maybe didn't feel too great about, someone could absolutely love. Maybe that's the song that gets people into the Chili Peppers. Who knows?
1: And there's so many B-sides that are so good that they are released, but I guess not released as singles, but it's regrettable that you can't really find them on an album. You have to sort of dig real deep to get a copy of them.
0: Yeah, yeah, I've, I've had that unfortunate uh, act happen with many, many bands where it's like, I like this song, but it's literally nowhere to be found.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dang.
0: Okay, so on to song 14 now, The greeting Song by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Because, again, for some reason I say the name of the band, even though we've been talking about them for over an hour. Yay. It's in the title. Did you forget what album it was? Let me remind you. (laughs) I could also remind you to like and subscribe on YouTube because I didn't do that in the beginning. Oops.
1: Uh Uh-oh. And follow us on Instagram at Rate the Record Podcast.
0: We're we're, we're, uh, really screwing up the algorithm now, damn it. (laughs) Okay, but anyways, the greeting song. Uh, Again, uh, amongst an album that was just full of like really funky, like funk rock tracks and everything like that, um, this was a very straightforward rock track, kind of left the funk at the door. Uh, This song is probably the most different-feeling song in the entire album. I don't know, just like... Again, even though the, you you have your ballads and stuff like that, like something about this one just stood out a little more because of how straightforward it was mm-hmm. in its presentation. It feels like some older Chili Pepper tracks, probably maybe from Mother's Milk, maybe Freaky Styly, uh, maybe not Freaky Styly, but maybe Mother's Milk. Um, and it even has flavors of like what's to come in later years. Like I'm, yes, this song gave me really heavy like One Hot Minute vibes.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, so I don't know. Maybe they already had this idea to go in this direction, even though John wasn't part of that album. But the idea is maybe they already kind of started flirting with that idea i guess
1: i i definitely agree with it sounding sort of sort of a a precursor to later albums um i i said it was just the right length and for me it was an easy listen it wasn't too off the wall it wasn't too out there for my preferences and i definitely went back and listened to this one a couple more times
0: i actually had the idea that you would too and i was listening to this track i'm just like oh she's probably gonna she's probably gonna like this one like i yeah. i don't know where you're gonna place on your list i'd imagine a little higher uh but i imagined that you would enjoy this track
1: yeah i i did definitely it uh it was a little different than what I had been listening to, so my ears sort of perked up a little bit more.
0: And you didn't have to worry about Anthony rapping or yelling at you, so it's all good. Again, straightforward rock tracks, solid enough.
1: Stop yelling at me, I'm innocent.
0: <laughs> stop yell rapping at me, Stop <laughs> yelling.
1: Yep, stop it.
0: All right, song 15, My Lovely Man. What'd you got?
1: I like this one, uh, I, I'm i gonna be fairly honest that I spent so much time just listening to the song and just enjoying it that I, for two or three listens, I forgot to write something down. i <laughs> I'm like, I'm just gonna listen to it, I, I like it. It's, uh, yeah. yeah, I listened to it, uh, that and the, the greeting song, just those two, a couple more times than I did the entire album.
0: That was like me with Apache uh, Rose Peacock. It, it's not that, again, n- not like my favorite song in the album or anything like that, but I, I was trying to think of things to write for it, and then I realized the song was over and I hadn't written a single word, yeah, so I had to go yeah. back and listen. And that, that's actually that's one of my stopping points in the album where I kind of just turned off the, the, the album. I was like, I'm going to take like an hour. I'm just going to go relax, go drink some water, eat some food. And then I came back an hour later and I, I finally had something to say about it. So, yeah, like I needed a break there. But, yeah, I, I understand that whole thing of like you just listen and you're like, Oops.
1: <laughs> yep, Yeah. and before you know it, you're listening to it on your third go and you're like, yeah, I, I'm gonna have to pay a little bit more attention to this. I'm too busy enjoying it that it's like, I really have to pay attention. So unfortunately for this one, I don't have anything written down because I thought it was too hilarious just to leave that note. Oh. <laughs> but uh, but I, I, I liked it and uh, listening to it over and over and over again, I, I do. I really like this one.
0: Well, I mean, fair enough. At least you have an opinion on the song. You're just like, I don't even remember.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. I definitely know
0: that I liked it. With this one, like, I do like the funky courses more than, like, the rock-oriented verses. Even Uh though, like, I'm more of a rock guy. But still, I I really like the way it sounds. Uh, But the combination of the two was really welcome. I kind of liked how it felt like two different tracks at some points. Like, it sounds the same. But, I mean, like, it felt like two different tracks to me, at least. Yeah. Um... I don't necessarily feel like this is a filler track, mm-hmm. but it feels like a track with, like, lower priority on the album to me. Yeah. Like, as if they recorded this one with not a lot of ambition going into it. I don't know. You just said you really liked it, but, like, I didn't feel like I got too <laughs> yeah. much out of this one. It yeah. kind of dragged out a little at the end, too, so I don't know. I didn't have a whole lot to say about it other than the fact that just, like, mm, it's it's here, another one of these ones. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I think for me, it was it was a, a different sound than what I had been loathing at the beginning, where every time a song starts, I'm like, please don't please, 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 please. So when when the song starts and I don't get what I'm not looking for, I'm I'm happy. I'm pleased with it.
0: Good then. I'm glad yeah. you I'm glad you at least enjoyed it. <laughs> Again, I I won't spoil where it is on my list. It's definitely not the bottom. Uh, but yeah, it's just one of those ones I could I could probably do without.
1: You know, I, I know we still have two songs to go through but i'm gonna make a bold statement and i am not hopeful for any matches between you and i today
0: (laughs) i think there might be one or two maybe one maybe one i because i I know we have two different ideas on things but i I have an idea like there might be at least one in a 17 song album that we have to get That that is one thing i thought of while i was writing the songs too i was thinking like will we have more luck matching songs on a shorter set list or a longer one and I thought about it and how like so far Daughters is like the one we agreed the most on that was 10 songs yeah Uh, like we we had what I think two on on Dream Theater that was 12 yeah we had uh we had one on Nirvana. I won't say which one it was, because if you haven't seen the episode yet, you got to go see. Yep. Uh, but just the idea is like, that's it. <laughs> and, and Nirvana was like 13 songs. So, I mean, like, yeah. are we having more luck with like the shorter albums at this point?
1: Hmm. Maybe. It, or it's just kind of like throwing a pot of pasta at the wall and one of those strands is going to stick. It right? has to, like, so. It feels
0: like the odds are higher that the, if something has to match with more songs on the, yeah, yeah. the album. Yeah.
1: So I, we'll, we'll see, but I, I, for me, I don't have, uh, I don't have too high of hopes.
0: <laughs> we will see. Uh, so now what really should be the end of the album, but it's not. Uh, the the behemoth 18 minute and 16 second song of Sir Psycho Sexy. Uh, this is a, a slow march again, the longest song on the album. Uh, it feels like the real ending to the record.
1: Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. It should have been.
0: I actually have quite a few notes about this song, but like, I'll let you jump in first so I can maybe just work off of that.
1: Okay. Um, a lot of it seems very bland, very sort of, you know, just, you know, walking on a treadmill with no incline, just that's it. You're going um, some of the bass parts, I don't know if it was just a couple notes at the beginning of the riff, but my brain kept going to Bulls on Parade by uh, Rage Against the Machine. So that's that's what I heard. And uh, eight minutes, surprisingly, unnecessary.
0: You'll find that a lot with bands who just stretch on songs way, <laughs> way, way, way too long. Stop it. I felt like the end kind of made up for it, though. There was, like, the last two minutes of the track that I really enjoyed. Um, but for this one, uh, yeah, the bass effects are fine in it, but, I mean, they didn't have to be used so heavily in every single verse. Like, just, I don't, I can't remember what the, the effect is called. I, I don't know why it's escaping me right now, but... It just, I don't know. Didn't have to use it the entire time. It kind of bothered me after a while. It didn't take very long, considering that the verses are slow. Like, yeah. it is a very slow tempo in this song, so you're stuck with it for a while. Um, yeah. I have, like, the, the many vocal layers that made it seem like they had a lot of fun on this track though uh like there were like a lot of like weird harmonies and just like vocal background stuff and i i think they were just having a lot of fun i personally like when i can sense that in the band because like if they're having fun and you can tell that they enjoy doing this album or the song it kind of makes it better for me because i know how much they really liked it rather than just showing up to the studio to do a song
1: i can see that
0: like it was a little goofy, but at the same time, like I, I let it pass. So it's like you know, it, it sounds like they're having a good time. I'll, I'll let it slide, and like even on the even on the line of the vocals, the the line of cherry popped into jam. That line actually got a really decent laugh out of me oh, because I wasn't expecting it. I don't remember the lyrics of this song, but then he, this whole song is Anthony is talking about fucking somebody. So I mean, surprise, he's horny. Um, I'm glad yeah, I
1: wasn't listening to
0: the lyrics. Just, But it was so clear, because I think the instrumentals even stopped as he said it. He said some like, yeah, he popped the cherry into jam. And I was like, cherry into jam. I was like, well, then. <laughs> Maybe, oh, and actually, that's another note I have on here, Ooh. too. Maybe it's better that we don't do lyrical breakdowns. Should we spend <laughs> a good five to ten minutes talking about how Anthony Kiedis fucks?
1: <laughs> I bet he has slept with the entire state of California. Not every resident in it, but just the state of California.
0: He probably has. He's probably had put his dick into like a mountain, a bridge. <laughs> probably on the beach. Probably he's probably like uh, let off a few ocean pearls into the water. I mean, like,
1: I that doesn't that does not surprise me. It, whether it's true, false, sounds pretty true. He probably
0: pearls into the toilet, flushes it. Like now, it's part of the ecosystem. Oh God! He plants a tree by doing that. Uh, let's keep talking about Anthony Ketis and his uh oh. his sex deprived <laughs> ways.
1: Oh my lord! Or don't.
0: <laughs> Yeah, I I don't think we'll do that. Um, But yeah, though it feels like an odd transition, I really enjoyed the last two minutes of this track. Like, it did feel different, but I don't know. I really liked it. It, Like, as it just started kind of fading out a little bit too and everything, like, this felt like the end to the album.
1: Oh, yeah. And it faded out as if it was, right?
0: And also the the nice return of the Mellotron. I love... Mellotrons are really fascinating instruments. I don't want to sit here and talk about it for too long. I would suggest looking it up and, like... They're like, they're like sample machines before samplers were ever even existed. Like, they were, this was, like, back in the 50s and 60s. Mm-hmm. Just, they were awesome. But, yeah, so I really like the ending. The song's all right overall. I, I actually really did enjoy it. It did seem like it dragged a bit, but that ending did a lot for me to, like, raise the score. Yeah. And, yeah, that's pretty much all I got to say about it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It, uh, it didn't leave any sort of memorable feeling other than I really wish that that was just the end the way it faded out it felt like a logical conclusion I liked it that was it even the eight minutes was way too long like you said the the end did feel necessary it was just I think some of the middle part you could kind of eat right out of there um but uh but yeah it wasn't too bad it just wasn't something that I'm like oh my god I like this I love this
0: yeah we, did, we didn't We did need like a solid four minutes of Anthony Key just going into de- Joni Mitchell style detail about how he fucked a police officer <laughs> alright oh so Lord. now the song that I, I'm not even certain as to why it made it to the album if anything it probably should it probably should have started the album to be absolutely honest yeah they're red hot but just to be fair I I don't know the details but this is a this is a cover song a really really old song i can't pinpoint from when but it's like long ago uh, i again don't know why they did it but it's on the album it's a minute and 12 seconds long i mean okay
1: yeah i have absolutely no review for this other than i literally gave it a middle of the road ranking because I definitely understand. You know, I'm going to throw something on there. Be a little cheeky. Okay, that's cool. But it is a transitional track, if not just one that they tacked on. They're like, ha, this will be funny. And threw it on there.
0: I would, I would probably agree with that, yeah. Because actually, I, I do have a few notes about this, considering it's only a minute. That's kind of weird that I have so many notes. <laughs> like, actually, the very first note is, I guess they just had fun time playing this one, uh, going through it and everything like that. Uh, They just kind of threw it in and just like, yeah, whatever. And actually, if you listen to, like, the last 11 seconds of the track, it's silence. But if you turn it up, you can hear, like, outdoor noises, like crickets and just, like, general nighttime noises. So I believe they probably – I do think that they actually recorded this outside and they thought it was funny and just threw it in. So that very well might be a fact. Um, This is what (sighs) – I love this note. This is what the encore of their show would be if they didn't want to do it but were forced to. (laughs) So people yeah. want to hear one more song, so instead of playing like By the Way or something like that, they just play this so they can exit the stage very quickly.
1: Yeah. You play um, your encore, what do you want from us?
0: <laughs> and as I said, it's better suited to be at like the beginning of the album if if you want to throw it on at all, which it didn't need to be, but it's here. Yeah. And in again, in bold, I put a, I emphasize this, why make the song one minute and 12 seconds if it's only one minute followed by 12 seconds of silence? <laughs> That's not even a, I, that doesn't need to be answered, but it was the question I asked once the one minute mark hit and it just ends like there's no drag out there's no nothing it's just boom cut off and yep. then twelve seconds of silence. <laughs> what a what a weird and probably unnecessary ending to this album.
1: Yeah, it definitely the uh, the end of Sir Psycho Sexy would have been way better. Mm-hmm. Just cut it off right there.
0: But with this abrupt, awkward ending comes an abrupt, awkward ending to our discussion of the album. It's time to start
1: ranking the songs. Mm Mm-hmm. Rank the record. See, we're going to have to get some sort of musical interlude.
0: One day we'll hire a band to, yeah, make something.
1: Oh my God. Okay. So, idea... Just have the band on a rolling platform, and then as we do the transition, they roll in behind us, and then they roll out, and then we never see them again.
0: Till the that, next or I film them in front of a green screen. They'll just go across the screen as we're ta- <laughs> like as we're transitioning, and they kind of bring the slow transition of the frame with them.
1: Yeah, I'm. I like it. I like that idea. That's hilarious.
0: Uh, well, I don't want to edit that. So maybe one day if we can actually get a a, a better editor than me, because I, God knows, I'm not that great at it. But the idea is, maybe someday that can happen. I mean, I think we have a, quite a few ideas we want to get through, but that's oh, well, yeah. not for now to talk about. And that's for us to discuss behind the scenes. Yes. Because <laughs> for now we have to ra- uh, rank these songs so now that the uh the graphics on the screen have changed a little bit now above our heads you can see our names that means we need to start throwing some uh song titles in there so for my song number 17 i mean this shouldn't even be a surprise as i just talked about it they're red hot
1: i put uh funky monks Funky. i no that's that's it just no, that's yep. fine. That's cool. Yeah, didn't like it.
0: Again, we we're kind of transitioning out of this phase of like having to like justify our answers as we kind of already did explaining all the songs.
1: I feel oh. like because I I kind of crapped on it, I feel kind of bad now. So like talking about it a second time, I'm like, no, well it wasn't that. I'm so well, sorry. Please
0: don't hurt me. <laughs> if you crap on, like, a genuinely, like, more popular song on the album, then maybe take a minute to be like, listen, you don't have to hate me, but if you do, this is why you do.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: And, I mean, maybe you can justify your top pick, too, but that'll uh, come up in time. We have a whole goddamn valley to cross, 16 more songs. Uh, right. I have Mellow Slinky, and B Major. Apache Rose Peacock. Apache is in tight if you have to ask is number 15
1: yup oh
0: we did it oh sweet that was actually earlier than I was anticipating
1: I'm really surprised with that one I said there would be
0: at least one I I had a feeling this time around
1: oh crap are you right again damn it Uh,
0: to anyone who watched the Nirvana episode just gotta go to my my dry erase board tick Chris did it again Okay, and I'm really, really surprised with that one, actually. Actually, you know what might even shock you more? I don't think that's gonna be our only match. Ooh, Cause that's not ooh. the song I think we're gonna match on. Oh, really? Okay. All right, so number 14, My Lovely Man, which I know you probably have higher. The Power of Equality. Power, I'll just write power. Uh, again, to anyone watching who's not familiar, I, I feel like I say this every time, I'm writing down Savannah's answers so that way they magically appear above our heads. So as I write them on the paper, they appear on the screen. That's the magic of editing. Ooh. Anyway, song number 13, Under the Bridge.
1: The Righteous and the Wicked.
0: Aw, I really like that song. <laughs> uh, I, uh, my number 12 is Apache Rose Peacock.
1: Sir Psychosexy.
0: Sir... Uh, number eleven, give it away. They're red hot. Wow, that 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 went way hard. And I thought you'd rate it.
1: See, I, I rated it a five out of ten because I kind of knew what they were going for. You know, sounded kind of cheeky. And you're definitely right. It would have been a cool in- intro to the entire album, but uh, it would have
0: felt a little weird. But then it kicks into power of quality, That, that would have been really cool.
1: Yeah, which had a weird opening anyway. So it's not yeah, like you're kind of, off like, on a tinny anything. radio type vibe. I, oof! Oh, that threw me off so much. But it's it's interesting
0: to know. You, you said you went like middle of the road, so you went number five yeah. for that, like five out of ten. It's interesting that a song 5 out of 10 made it that far onto the list, like that high up.
1: Oh, I do a lot of multiples. Then I have to decide which, if it's a 5.1, if it's a
0: point. Oh, I I, I only do like uh, up to 0.5 in a, yeah. in a rating, but like, yes, I'll have multiple like... For example, like 7.5, so there'll be multiple of those. And then I just go through, them like, which one did I like more than the other yeah, type of? Yeah,
1: thing. that's how I do that. But it's yeah.
0: still a 7.5 in my head. There's just one 7.5 that's a smidge better. Yep. And actually, that happened a lot. I actually had to re-rank this album four times. Really? Like, all the songs, because I would listen to it and be like, no, this doesn't make any sense. So I'd go through it again. Um, so the list I'm giving you now is... I'm gonna say about 40% different than the very first time I did it.
1: Dang.
0: Because I was like, something's not making sense with me. Something doesn't sit right.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, But anyways, song number 10, Naked in the Rain. Yep. Oh wow, another one I didn't think we were gonna go on, but we did it. Dang,
1: see I'm glad I write this down, like I write it down in my book, because if uh, there's any sort of questions, I'll just take a picture of my list. Yeah. (laughs) Dang.
0: I I trust you. If you're intentionally trying to, like, sabotage this podcast, I will find out one way or another, but I believe you for now.
1: (laughs) Well, my whole goal is to not have anything match, so when it does, I'm like, ooh, surprising.
0: Get all excited. (laughs) Uh, So, my number nine, though, is Funky Monks. I know that we're not on that one.
1: Oh, no. Uh, The greeting song for my number nine. Greetings.
0: Okay, uh, number eight, I Could Have Lied. Holy shit. That is three. We need one more to break the record for Daughters. Daughters is is currently our record.
1: That is wild. Yep. Okay, so I guess the longer albums, there's a better chance. (laughs) We're
0: going to need more data, so I guess we're going to have to do some more episodes, huh?
1: Dang. You know what? I'm down for that.
0: I'm down for that. Okay, this one doesn't match. Mine's greeting song for number seven.
1: Breaking the Girl.
0: Ouch. Okay, now I'm angry again.
1: Ah, there's just other ones I like more. You're
0: hurting my childhood by saying that okay
1: yeah.
0: uh my number six is for psychosexy blood sugar sex magic ouch how fucking dare you <laughs> now i'm just really it, mad it was easy no it wasn't no it wasn't. <laughs> how, how actual dare you uh mine's the power of equality number five mellow
1: ship slinky and b major that no. one is as high as it is because i want it to be an instrumental i will look past the vocals i can do it
0: my number four is the righteous and the wicked give it away give her away oh, Wait, I don't even need to write these whole words I keep saying this every single time <laughs> I'll, I'll know what I'm talking about if I look at the words it says give I'll know what song that is on this particular album
1: you look at the note you're like I don't know what this note's for what is this up, note here away?
0: suck <laughs> actually speaking about song number three suck my kiss my lovely man lovely man i think we're done matching now so we are
1: 100 100 done
0: yeah we are actually we are okay cool because no. my number two is breaking the girl
1: under the bridge ew <laughs> i never shit on your
0: choices you have the option to and you 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 choose not to exercise that right
1: i am a big person
0: i bet you are <laughs> i'm petty and shitty so i will be as angry as i want i will stomp i will snort i will do everything it's my number one blood sugar sex magic the diabetic in me sell blood sugar and i was like (laughs) i got all excited
1: suck my kiss it was my favorite one before and it still is now
0: (laughs) i wrote suck it on the paper (laughs) and if you ain't down with that we got two words for you suck it yeah there you go i was waiting for you mrs wrestling fan
1: I wouldn't say I'm a fan. I would say I am a constant observer.
0: (laughs) Fair enough. Especially with the WWE nowadays. Yikes. Yeesh. Oof. But we're not talking about wrestling, as we already said. I believe it was either Malibu Ken or Nirvana. (laughs) Or both. We went on a tangent about wrestling, and then we had to change the subject real quick. Okay. So now through the power of editing and the power of vested in me, I now pronounce this Rating the record time. <laughs> and so we're going to transition, but we don't have the band to do it for us, so I guess I'll just do it with the effects right here and now. Blah all right here we are once again uh second time today realistically on the uh album rating screen because we're rating the record uh so again earlier today we had episode 5a we did nirvana's Nevermind, and as you could see it sits comfortably at the top of the c tier uh i can't remember the exact score we gave that but it was pretty high it was like 68 percent something like
1: that yeah it, was, it had to be because uh malibu ken was 67 so it has to be between uh 68 yeah.
0: 69. Uh, I only have the Chili Peppers notes in front of me, so I can't yeah. even uh, see where Nirvana sits. But anyways, it's it's there. The baby is floating, and it'll be—don't worry, he's fine. Yeah. Uh, but now, today, we are doing Blood Sugar Sex Magic, adding this to the list there. Boom, disappeared on the screen. Here they are, just floating on the screen, doing whatever. So, you've heard all of our song rankings. You know what we think about it, or don't like about it, like about it, whatever. We need to find a home for this bad boy. So, here's the funny part. I think, even as you said before we started this podcast, this is probably the most divisive album we've done so far. Yeah. Usually, our rankings, I mean, our ratings, I should say, are within, like, 3 to 4%. Like, they're pretty close. Yeah. This one was damn near close to 10%. We're talking, like, 0.2% off of being 10% away from each other. That's absolutely crazy. So my ranking, uh, uh, if you couldn't tell, I've really enjoyed this album. Uh, mine's an A minus at eighty point one zero. That's the first time I've ever given an album an eighty. What about yours, Mrs. Grinch?
1: Do, hey. <laughs> um, do we really need to talk about this? Cause I definitely gave it a sixty point five eight.
0: Yeah, yeah, I did. That's. 20 whole actual percent off.
1: I'm actually really glad that we're doing this recording remotely right now um, because I feel like if we were in the same room, like my whole setup would probably be destroyed and you would just tear everything down and then leave.
0: Yeah, essentially. I did Let your cats out into the hallway and everything like that. Just like, oh now you got work to do. And as you're chasing them I like clog your toilet and like dump your trash all over the floor. But but to the bigger things to worry about. But
1: to the album. You would blast the album while doing it.
0: (laughs) Oh I'd make sure it was on repeat and you couldn't get it out of the player. Damn it. But anyways, yes. So I was 80, 80.10. You were 70. No, sorry. You were 60.58. Uh. The total, the average that we let this album fall at. God, I was, I was hoping this was going to be our first A tier album. But thanks, Vanna. Um, it is now at the very bottom of the B tier, a B minus at seventy point three four percent, so it's just behind. Daughters, you won't get what you want.
1: I have to say though that if you wanted it to be eight tier, then I would have had to rank it the same, and I wasn't. <laughs> I was not. Yeah.
0: yeah, there there was no way around it. Like you would you would have to like either give it my score or higher or like no lower than seventy nine point like six or seven. Yeah, it has to be pretty damn close. But who knows maybe one day this album will grow more on you we'll re-rank it, and you'll finally agree with me
1: i i am definitely uh i am open to doing that and revisiting it after my mental slate has been wiped and we can just go in fresh again
0: and after everyone on the internet has given you absolute hell oh i'm definitely oh
1: i'm definitely gonna have to tuck my tail and reverse my opinion immediately
0: Yes. Yeah. So that's where we have put the album now. I thought it was going to be an A tier, but no, it is sitting in B minus of all places. I had it at A minus, man. Come on. You had it at like, what, C minus? <laughs> yike a doodle do. <sighs> but yes, that's where it sits now. That's its home, at least for now. Mm-hmm. So that means we've reached the end of the episode and the, an end of a very long day worth of talking about music, even though, surprise, we're wearing different clothes, we're recording this on a different day. We did this in two different days, but you're watching it all in one. Hey! (laughs) Or at least I hope you are. Do it. If you've made it this far, then that means you can go ahead and hit those like and subscribe buttons over on YouTube. You can hit the follow buttons and everything over on, like, the social medias, and uh, including, like, even... uh, uh, What audio platforms are we on? God, Anchor, CastBox, I'm losing count, Apple, Google, and just recently, like... Yeah, go ahead. We're on Spotify now. I'm so excited. It, it's <laughs> so uh, as we just said, we um we recorded this like a couple of days ago. We, we recorded Nirvana a couple of days ago and now did this one. Uh literally last night before recording this, got an email at 1:30 in the morning <laughs> uh, on our rate the record email saying that you were finally on Spotify. Although we tried ser- I tried searching for it. I couldn't find us. We ha- we have a, a link that works but for some reason can't find it right now.
1: I'm, I'm gonna take a look, look right now just to see, cause I am way too excited to open my favorite uh, music streaming service and see our show. It's so cool. Exactly. Ah, it's so
0: cool. So the fact that we have that much more streaming platforms now, YouTube and all the other ones I just mentioned, there's so much more reason to catch us wherever you possibly can, whatever's more comfortable for you cuz we have the options for you.
1: Yes, yes. Click the link in the link tree. There? We're not searched yet. So
0: I wonder why that is. Hmm. That's strange. Maybe it's cuz we're too new or something yeah. like that. Hey guys, it's Chris with just a quick note here. Uh, So I'm editing this podcast right now, the day after that this podcast was recorded. Uh, I've checked on Spotify and yes, we are now searchable. This just happened in the last 24 hours since we've recorded this episode. It's there. It looks amazing. And I even made some like really unique, cool thumbnails to go along specifically for Spotify. So yeah, be sure to check it out. But anyways, yeah, in the link tree, uh, you'll find links to absolutely everything you need, including Spotify. Everything's labeled very cleanly, so yes, you can find it. Uh, the link tree will be down in the description of this video, in the description of this audio feed, I would imagine, depending on where you are. If not, it's just, uh, you'll- go to our social medias how about that it's way easier so uh, Facebook and Instagram uh, it's at rate the record podcast Twitter is rate the record I know confusing should probably put that one on brand Uh, we're also on TikTok I want to keep mentioning that too we are on TikTok at rate the record podcast again Twitter needs to go back on brand (laughs) And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, requests, or you just want to bite Savannah's head off, <laughs> uh, it is rate the record at gmail.com. Or if you want to give me praise too, I mean, I'm here too. And, and
1: we, will, we will answer with our own fingers. Well, you're talking to us.
0: Yeah, depending on who you're ripping on, uh, that's who you're gonna get the sound from. <laughs> um, so if you want to rip on Savannah, she'll answer. If you want to rip on me, she's gonna act as my HR. So that I've unfortunately I will not answer directly unless you're praising yep. me. Yeah,
1: we, we we sorted this out before we started. It's fine. Yeah.
0: Absolutely, we need someone in that position.
1: <laughs> but yeah, that's where we
0: fall for today. So thank you yes. very much for tuning in, listening to this. Uh, it's. That was a long album. It's been a long day, but here we are at the very end. So uh, we're going to see you again next week for a brand new episode. No, it's not an anniversary album, but it's just one nonetheless to come back and listen to. yeah. So, yeah, it's been fun. We'll see you next week. Go listen to some great music, and we will see you later. See
1: ya.